keep on keeping on. Life's a garden, dig it? You make it work for you. You never give up, man. That's my philosophy. And welcome in, everyone, to the Fantasy Football Sage Podcast. It's Thursday, October 22nd, and I'm your host, as always, Michael Picano. I've got a great show lined up for you today. Episode 29, Week 7 Starts and Sits by a Matchup, Part 1. We are splitting the show up into two parts, like we do every week. You can catch the second part in tomorrow's episodes. So be sure to check that out as well. Week six is officially in the history books, and it's time to set our shut up or shite on week seven. Hopefully you took care of all of your waiver selections earlier this week. If you still have some looming vacancies on your starting roster, be sure to check out the waiver show from earlier this week, episode 28. You might even find some candidates to stream in this show, as I not only suggest who to start and sit in each matchup, but I also give who I personally feel our fantasy relevant players a positional value all right so without any further introduction let's get on with the show and kicking it off with player news michael thomas of the new orleans saints wide receiver tweaked his hamstring in practice this week and he could be a game time decision for week seven man i'll tell you what it's been a rough first half of the season for this for this guy I did, we're gonna have to keep tabs on him I know uh Michael Thomas owners are incredibly frustrated let's move on Le'Veon Bell who is now with the Kansas City Chiefs will practice this week according to head coach Andy Reid but he said they'll take it day by day in regards to whether or not Bell will be active for week seven against the Denver Broncos Look, all eyes are going to be on Bell whenever he does debut to see what kind of role that he fills in. I know I will because I have a huge interest in that I have both Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Le'Veon Bell. So I'm just I'm really curious to see how this workload is split up. Let's see. Austin Eckler running back for the Los Angeles Chargers will return will be returning later rather than sooner, according to head coach Anthony Lynn who categorized Eckler's injury as very serious. Well, this isn't uh, an encouraging update at all. So Eckler owners, you're just going to have to sit tight on him as well. This gives Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly more time to provide fantasy value. Nick Chubb, running back for the Cleveland Browns, is doing well as he makes his way back from a knee injury and he has been participating in all team meetings. You all haven't seen the best of him, running backs coach Stump Mitchell said Wednesday. So Chubb remains sidelined, and it's uncertain exactly when he'll be back, but it's a good sign that he is engaged around the team at least, right? Kareem Hunt continues to see the lion's share of the workload in the backfield, in Chubb's absence, with Dearness Johnson as the primary backup. Raheem Mostert, running back for the San Francisco 49ers, who seems to be in player news every episode. He didn't practice on Wednesday. We've already pretty much said that he's probably going to miss a, multiple weeks. I'm thinking at least two or three. That's just my guess. Fantasy managers should have already grabbed Jarek McKinnon wherever he was available. 
DJ Chark, wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars, was limited during practice Wednesday as well. Let's see. Marvin Jones did not participate, wide receiver for the Detroit Lions. I don't think anybody who owns Marvin Jones really cares at this point. He's been limited to only 17 yards in the last two games. The upside to that is that he's been been targeted at least five times in three of the last five games. Regardless, fantasy managers should be able to find better options and keep Jones on your bench. Joe Mixon, running back for the Cincinnati Bengals, did not participate in practice. So this is something that's just going to have to be monitored. Listen to tomorrow's show. Hopefully we'll have some more news as to whether or not he practiced today, Thursday. Um, maybe even if, uh, if I can get it sooner, I'll see if he actually practices Friday. Uh, he's a big part of the offense. We know this. He should be at least a number two running back in fantasy leagues if he's active. That wraps it up for player news. Let's get on with the starts and sits by matchup. For our first matchup, we got tonight's game, the New York football giants against the Philadelphia Eagles. Daniel Jones, do I need to even say it? We're going to sit him. Any positive vibes that we had uh, heading into the season, they've all disappeared. All right. Now, we knew Jones had a, an impossibly tough schedule to open up the season, but then the schedule kind of opened up in week five where they played the Dallas Cowboys, followed by the Washington football team in week six, two stinkers in a row against some of the league's worst teams defensively. So Jones just can't be trusted, period. Devontae Freeman, running back, I like him as a, as a flex option. I'm going to say running back three, we can start him. Darius Slayton, assuming he plays, he's been dealing with an ankle issue. Uh, I like him as a wide receiver three in this one. Same thing as Sterling Shepard, if he suits up. Rumor has it, he has a good chance he's expected to play. I like those guys both as wide receiver threes. I'm going to sit Golden Tate. Evan Ingram is a tight end one. Carson Wentz, all right. QB2 at best. He looks, I don't know, similar to last year's Carson Wentz. You know, leading the team of replacements on an offense that's, you know, while admirably producing for some fantasy managers, He's just turning the ball over and missing passes. I don't know. He's currently the QB 15 in points per game. But this week he faces the Giants. So they're top seven against opposing quarterbacks. You know, as bad as the Giants record has been, the defense has been pretty close to league average. So they're allowing an average of, what is it, 250 passing yards per game to quarterbacks? I don't know. Wentz, to me, just seems kind of mid-tier. I'm going to call him a low-end QB, too, for that reason. Miles Sanders has been ruled out, so the running back you want to own and start in this matchup is Boston Scott. I like him as an RB, two here. Travis Fulgham, wide receiver. I like him as a wide receiver, too. Deshaun Jackson. He's supposed to start. He's expected to play. So let's say he is a wide receiver three flex. We're going to sit Greg Ward. And now at the tight end position, 
We're not going to know until game time, I think. But Dallas Goddard was taken off of IR, uh, supposedly. Um, He had a hairline ankle fracture. So whether or not he plays, we don't know. If he suits up, I like him as a tight end one. Absolutely. If he does not, Richard Rodgers gets the tight end start. And I like him as a tight end one as well. It's a sneaky snart. Next up, we got the Buffalo Bills playing at the New York Jets. I like Josh Allen as a QB1. To me, this is the perfect rebound game for Josh Allen and the Bills as they face a winless Jets offense and defense. Um, Allen just wasn't himself. All right. He just wasn't himself against the Chiefs on Monday. Despite throwing two touchdowns, he really only passed for 122 yards. I don't know. Perhaps you can chalk it up to the weather. It was raining and dreary, but Allen did dial it back, it seemed like. I don't know. I like him as a QB1 in this one. Running backs, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. I like Singletary as an RB2 start. Zach Moss, I don't know. He's back from injury, but starting, I don't know. The starting radar, I'm taking him off until further notice. So we're going to sit Zach Moss. Stefan Diggs, I like him as a wide receiver one. Dude just looks like a stud out there. That like tiptoe sideline end zone catch that he had last week, really impressive. Cole Beasley, we can start him in the flex, especially in PPR. I think he's a steady, steady flex option. Wide receiver three, I'm going to sit John Brown. And Dawson Knox, I guess if you're really desperate at the tight end position, Tight end two? Sure, why not? I'm going to sit Sam Darnold, assuming he returns to action. If he doesn't, Joe Flacco gets the start again. You're sitting him as well. Frank Gore, sit. LaMichael Pirine, sit. Jameson Crowder, I like him as a wide receiver two. Braxton Berrios, we're going to sit. Brashad Perryman. You know, I'm going to say I like Brashad Perryman as a wide receiver four. Um, if you really want a boom or bust candidate, I think Brashard Perryman is the one to go to. This is really only assuming that Sam Darnold plays. If Sam Darnold does suit up, Perryman, I think, has some upside value that might be overlooked. Next up, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers playing at the Tennessee Titans. Ben Roethlisberger, I'm going to say he's a QB two. This, to me, seems like one of the marquee matchups of Week 7. You got two of the highest-scoring offenses in the NFL squaring off. The Steelers traveling to Tennessee to battle the Titans. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger, I think he's looked good after missing most of last year to his elbow injury. He's tossed 11 TDs, just one interception so far in 2020. Now, Tennessee, they've been generous on defense to... To the season, I mean, they're out, what is it, average 272 passing yards per game, and they've only held one QB, that was Drew Locke in week one, without multiple TD passes. So I think Big Ben's going to have a decent game. Running backs, James Conner, I'm going to start him as a low-end RB1, sitting Benny Snell naturally. Over to the wide receivers, I really like Chase Claypool. I think he's, I think he's, Honestly, making a strong case for the wide receiver one on this team. Uh, Of course, we like Juju Smith-Schuster, but 
I'm going to go ahead and sit him in this matchup. I'm just not feeling it. Uh, until he, I don't know, until he picks it up, I'm just not starting Juju. Not when I have other options. If you must, maybe as a wide receiver for Deontay Johnson, I'm sitting. Eric Ebron, I call him an, a high-end tight end too here. On the other side of the ball, Ryan Tannehill, he gets the QB start. He's been a little Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde this season for fantasy managers. Who knows who's going to show up? Derrick Henry, I like him as an RB1. I wouldn't expect the same performance this week as we had last week going against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jeremy McNichols, I like him as a stash play, but we are not starting him. A.J. Brown, wide receiver two. Corey Davis, we're sitting. Adam Humphreys, we're sitting. Jonu Smith, if he plays, is a tight end one. If he's out, I like Anthony Ferkser as a tight end two, but only if Jonu was out. Moving on over to the Detroit Lions playing at the Atlanta Falcons. Matthew Stafford, I'm going to start him as a low-end QB1. Man, I really need him to, sh- to show off, man. He is not anywhere near the, play- the pace that he set in 2019. He has yet to throw for 300 yards in any game this season. But this is a porous Falcons defense. It seems to cure all passing ails. So let's hope he does the damn thing, finally. DeAndre Swift, it seems that he's inching closer to surpassing Adrian Peterson in snap count over the past few weeks, so I like him as an RB3. I'm sitting Keyshawn Johnson, Keyshawn, Carryon Johnson. Uh, Adrian Peterson maybe as a RB3. I think this is going to be DeAndre Swift's backfield moving forward. Personally, I don't, I don't own any of these guys. I've always tried to avoid the Detroit Lions running back or backfield. Um, it's just not a thing I want to tamper with. But if you're sitting on any of these guys, DeAndre Swift, I suppose, is the guy to start. For the wide receivers, I'm going to say Kenny Galladay is definitely a wide receiver one. I'm going to sit Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola, and TJ Hawkinson is a tight end one for me. Now, Galladay isn't seeing the target volume that he's used to seeing. Uh, you know, he's become accustomed the past two years to seeing a lot, but he's still performing admirably for fantasy managers on a per game basis. So I'm going to keep him at the wide receiver one. I think he has a chance to explode in this one. On the other side of the ball, Matt Ryan, QB one start. Here's an interesting little breakdown for you. Okay. So Matt Ryan, he's been serviceable in weeks three, four, and five. You know, decent. He's been very good in weeks one, two, and six for fantasy managers. Now, this completely correlates to a certain wide receiver being healthy, and that's Julio freaking Jones. All right. When Julio's healthy, Ryan just balls out. All right. So he is a QB1 start for me because Julio is healthy. Todd Gurley. RB1 start. He's not having the same level of success that we saw in his earlier days, but he's been a pleasant surprise for fantasy managers who took a gamble on him this season. No doubt about it. Julio Jones for the wide receivers, wide receiver one. Calvin Ridley, wide receiver one also. These two guys are a freaking menace. Uh, I just feel sorry for defenses that have to, to cover these two guys. 
Russell Gage, I'm going to sit him. Hayden Hurst, he is a tight end one for me in this matchup. Next, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing at the Las Vegas Raiders. Tom Brady, I'm going to start him as a low-end QB1. Now, he's had some poor fantasy performances over the past couple of weeks against the Bears and the Packers. These are two teams. They've been pretty good against quarterbacks this year. Now, Brady was perfectly fine against the Packers. You know, he was par. You know, he simply just didn't need to throw the ball with Tampa's defense doing all the work for him. Now, Brady has a good chance to bounce back this week against the Raiders defense, who is currently allowing the 10th most points to quarterbacks. So I'm going to say he's a low-end QB1. Don't expect greatness out of him, though. Ronald Jones, I'm going to start him as an RB1. Dude is really coming into the position, not like the Ronald Jones that we saw the past couple of seasons. Leonard Fournette, I'm going to sit him. Mike Evans gets a wide receiver wide receiver to start for me. Chris Godwin, I'm going to say he's a low-end wide receiver one. Now, Evans had a tough, you know, he had a tough go last week. But I wouldn't be too worried this week. It's Chris Godwin who's back in the mix. I think, I think Godwin's going to have a great game this week. Let's move over to the tight end position. Oh, I'm sitting. Let's see here. I'm going to go ahead and sit Scotty Miller, Ty Johnson, all the other cats on the receiving end of the Bucks. For the tight ends, I don't know, man. Rob Gronkowski's a low-end tight end one for me this, at this point. He's getting some, some end zone looks. Uh, it seems seems like him and Brady are really excited to connect to one another. And that's kind of what we wanted to see at the beginning of the season when they signed Gronk. You know, some of us were secretly hoping for that uh, connection between the two of them to be rejuvenated. It looks like we might actually see it, folks. So I like him as a low-end tight end one. I'm going to sit Cameron Brait. On the other side of the ball, Derek Carr is a low-end QB2. Uh, you know, he's had plenty of passing attempts over the season and 300 plus yard uh, in the last two games, I think it is. Yes, 300 plus yards in the past two games. So I think he has a chance for fantasy success here. But however, the Bucks defense, I don't know, man, they're allowing the six fewest passing yards per game. So I don't know, this one's kind of 50-50 for me. I've had to start him in a couple of leagues, you know, but I'm going to say low in QB too. Let's see. Josh Jacobs, low in RB2. Um, Henry Ruggs, I'm going to sit him. Nelson Aguilar, I'm going to sit him. Hunter Winfro, I'm going to sit him. Darren Waller, I like him as a tight end one. Next up, we got the Cleveland Browns playing at the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, I'm just going to say sit Baker Mayfield. He's apparently been dealing with a rib injury, and that was the cause for him being benched last week against the Steelers. Not sure how much I believe that. I'm sitting him. Kareem Hunt, RB1 start. Now, Dearness Johnson, I'm a, I don't know. I'm going to just say go ahead and sit on him for now. I think this kid actually has some talent and will eventually creep up to the running back three position. I want to wait one more week and see how it shakes out. Uh, you know, I wouldn't worry about him going into Kareem Hunt's 
snap count as it's 70%. So, but I do want to keep my eye on Ernest Johnson. Odell Beckham Jr. gets the wide receiver two start. I am sitting Jarvis Landry. And Austin Hooper, I'm going to say he's a low-end tight end one. He had a rough start at the you know, beginning of the season, but he's climbing his way back into the tight end one discussion for sure. Joe Burrow, QB1. Uh, Joe Mixon, RB1. We need to monitor his status, as we mentioned earlier in the show during the player news. You know, he's dealing with some health issues. So if he doesn't suit up, I like Giovanni Bernard as a running back three option. Let's hope Joe Mixon does suit up. Tyler Boyd, wide receiver two. A.J. Green, we actually had an A.J. Green sighting last week. So I'm going to go ahead and say he is a wide receiver three. I'm sitting T. Higgins, unless I'm desperate, maybe wide receiver four. Drew Sample. He's actually a streaming option this week. Uh, tight end two. And for our last matchup of today's episode, the part one of starts and sits by matchup, we are going to cover the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars playing at the Los Angeles Chargers. Gardner Minshew is going to get the QB one start for me. He continues to surprise. He's had three straight weekly QB one finishes. All right. He has just one game where he scored less than 22 and a half fantasy points. And that was against my Miami Dolphins in week three, where he only scored 13.9. I'm going to lock him as a QB one start this week. Uh, even though it is the Chargers and they've got a decent defense, I still like him as a QB one start. James Robinson, RB two. DJ Chark, I'm going to start him as a wide receiver two. LaVisca Chenault, wide receiver four. I'm going to sit. Keelan Cole, uh, Tyler Eifert, I think he's not even playing, so let's just go ahead and sit him. On the other side of the ball, Justin Herbert, he is my start of the week. If you need to stream a quarterback, pick up Justin Herbert. He should be out there on your waivers, um, although he's been a popular pickup, so somebody might have snatched him up in your league. I don't know, uh, but I do like him. Since being inserted into the starting lineup, uh, you know, He's just been the overall QB7 points per game. He's just, he's balling out. He has four straight 20-point games. All right. Anyhow, let's go over to the running backs. I like Joshua Kelly maybe as an RB4. Uh, Justin Jackson just seems to be getting the dominant snaps. So let's go ahead and say Justin Jackson is an RB3 and Joshua Kelly is an RB4. Wide receivers, Keenan Allen, he's had plenty of time to rest. I think he is a wide receiver too, assuming he's healthy and ready to come back. We'll get more information on practice participation probably tomorrow. Mike Williams, with Keenan out, I like Mike Williams as a wide receiver too. With Keenan in, Williams becomes a wide receiver three for me. Hunter Henry, tight end one. And that about wraps it up. It does, actually. So that does it for today's episode. Week 7 starts and sits by matchup. Part 1. Tomorrow we will have part 2. I hope you enjoyed the show. hope you got lots of information. You can find the Fantasy Football Sage podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Twitter, Pocket Cast, Breaker, 
Radio Public, Overcast, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. If you want to support the show, I would appreciate it. Like, subscribe, follow, write a review. You know what to do. Until tomorrow, peace. You want to die with a man's gone. Not a little CC gone like this. Thank you.